0: this is Brian Lane, lead pastor of FAM Church, and this is our podcast. Sunday was Mother's Day, and so for Mother's Day, we took a look at how we can honor our parents at any age or stage we find ourselves in, in life. So this is a little bit kind of different than kind of the messages that I'm used to. And somehow I got something up on my screen that I can't get rid of here, and I don't know why it won't go away. But It's gonna be really hard if I, there we go. All right, Uh, this is a little bit different style of message than I normally deliver, but you know, on Mother's Day, it's kinda hard because I didn't want, because I know we're gonna have first time guests in here, and so I didn't want a message to only speak to part of the people that were here, and so I wanted to put together a message that would speak to everyone that was here this morning on this Mother's Day, and uh, hey, hang on for a few minutes, and after you get through my message, we've got some stuff we're gonna give away. It's super exciting. I hope you're ready, ladies. Guys, you can't win anything. Unless you want some jewelry and stuff, you're welcome to enter in to this thing. But uh, anyways, so how many of us in this room have a mom? Okay, how many of us are too cool to raise our hand at that question? Yeah, see, all of us in this room, we have a mom. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have a mom. Is that correct? And... Um, Like I said, we're going to kind of look at something that can apply to all of our lives. And so some of the dads, when you got here this morning, you were maybe hoping that this message was going to be focused on moms and how they could do a better job and stuff like that so that you can sit back and relax. Well, guys, you're not going to be able to sit back and relax today. There's going to be words out of this thing that you're going to have to apply to your life. As a matter of fact, every single one of us, if you had a teenager and you did not bring them this morning, shame on you because this message is right for your teenagers, okay? And So I want you to know that. Call them right now if they're not here. Text them. Get them here really quickly. And what we're going to do is we're going to go off on an adventure this morning, and we're going to be starting in the book of Ephesians today. And we're going to be in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians is in the New Testament. It's about halfway through. So if you have a Bible and you'd like to turn there, you're welcome to turn there. I'm going to have it on the screen behind me if you weren't able to find it for you to follow along with. But uh, this is what it says in Ephesians. Now, first of all, Ephesians was... uh, written by a guy named Paul to a church in a city called Ephesus. Um, That's where the name Ephesians comes from. And so here's what it says in uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And I think when we all read that last little phrase there that we may enjoy long life on the earth, we probably comprehend what that means. We're going our mom won't kill us, okay, if we obey. Is that correct? But, um... But what I want to do this morning is we're going to break this down, and there's kind of three age segments that we fall into, right? We're the teenager, we're the child, we're under 18, then we're, we're 18 to 28, we're that young adult age, and then we're 28 and above, we're, we're maybe uh, parents with our own kids, and we're going to see how this applies at every single stage in life. And the first place I want to start, though, with this is we have to ask this question, why did God give this command? Did he give this command just because all parents are awesome and perfect and never mess up, and so that's why we need to listen to them? Perfect parents in the room, slip up your hand. Yeah, there is no perfect parent, right? I mean, as a matter of fact, when we read Jesus' words, you got to be into this a little bit more with me, guys, okay? You can't leave me hanging up here. But when you read Jesus' word in Luke 11.33, Jesus says, hey, parents, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. So Jesus is saying what? Parents are evil. And all the children said? Amen. Okay, that was not the children, though. That was the adults that said Amen. Oh, you have parents. Okay. Barb's got parents, and that's true. Yes. But, like, when I was 15, I literally thought my parents were Satan, okay, because they told me to do all kinds of things I didn't want to do. Been there? Done that? Anyone? They wouldn't hand me money whenever I wanted. I mean, isn't that what they're there for? They're the ATM. They're the cash dispensing machine that gives us money whenever we may want or need it. (laughs) Okay. Paul, I know you're loaded down there. All right, but just for clarification, I want to I clarify this. Okay, so we hear this word, you know, uh, you being evil know how to give good gifts. Okay, what Jesus is saying there is he's not saying that we're some sort of villain. We're like Thanos in uh, uh, the, the, the Avengers series, or, or we're like plotting some sort of evil in our heart where we're some sort of psychopath just waiting to murder somebody as they come along. Okay, that's not what Jesus is saying when he says that. What he's doing is he's affirming the fact that we've all got stuff we've all got issues we've got areas of our life we are not perfect and that means that in life we are going to mess up as parents our parents are going to do things wrong they're going to make bad decisions and say things they should not say but that doesn't change the fact that they are still to be honored And so the question that flows from that is how do we honor our parents in these three stages of life that I talked about? And so let's start off with the kids that are under 18. How do I honor my parents when I am 14? Here's the best way, and teens, you are going to love this. The best way to honor your parents is by obeying them. Oh, snap, right? It got real, real quick for the teenagers in here. (laughs) Parents are very excited about this. All right. What does that mean? It means that we do what they ask of us as long as it's not illegal or immoral. So if your mom says to you, can you go rob the bank so we can pay the light bill, you can disobey her in that situation, okay? But if they say to you, I need you to do your chores, can I tell you something? That is not evil or immoral to do chores whatsoever. There is no immoral. I know some of you teenagers are thinking, yes, it's immoral, it's evil, it's wrong. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, um, I've mentioned this before, but they study everything these days. It doesn't matter what it is, scientists will study it. And Harvard has been doing a 75-year study that is still continuing this day and what they're asking is the question, what makes children successful adults? And so they've been doing this for 75 years and they have found two things in a kid's life that will make them successful adults. Number one is if they live in a home that's filled with love, if they're loved by their parents. Do you wanna know what the number two factor is? They're being given chores and actually having to do them. Mind blown, right? I mean, all of us are just like, what? Yes, the Harvard study found the second most impactful thing on our children is to give them chores and actually expect them to do them because they are far more, far more likely to succeed in life than other kids if they were given chores and asked to do them. Now you may be thinking to yourself, well, I'm a student, I need to focus on my grades and because of that I just don't have time for chores. Grades are going to get me farther than chores will. No, the Harvard study proved that wrong. They actually researched this particular portion of it and they found that a kid who does chores versus a kid who studies all the time, the kid who does chores is going to be more successful in life than the kid who gets the better grades and doesn't have the chores, okay? And I know you're saying to yourself, as a teenager, I don't want to do them. I hear you. Guess what? For the rest of your life, you're going to have to do stuff you don't want to do. It's a reality. I seriously want to be retired, living on a tropical island in the Caribbean right now. Okay? I do not want to work. But I have to. And here's the thing, chores, they also found, it helps to prepare kids for when they get a job and their boss is telling them what they are supposed to do. Um, They know how to respond in a situation where they are asked to do something that they don't want to do by their boss. Because here's the deal, kids, your boss ain't like your mama, and you will probably have a hard time keeping a job if you only want to do what you want to do When you're at work. So this also leads to the next skill that obeying your parents teaches you. Is how to respond to authority in your life. See this is another important skill that everyone needs to develop. Because guess what? For the rest of our life we're going to be reporting to authorities some way, somehow. Okay? You may be saying to yourself, oh no, not me. I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to be my own businessman. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Can I be real with you for a second? If you are self-employed and you got customers, you better do what your customer wants you to do or you ain't going to be self-employed for long, okay? If you're a contractor and somebody says, will you come remodel my kitchen? This is what I want. And you go in there and say, I don't like what he wants. I'm going to do whatever I'm gonna, I want to do. Guess what's going to happen? Nobody else is going to hire you to remodel their kitchen. You will be jobless. You will be broke, See, this is the thing, you know, like the government, too. Try not to pay your taxes for a while and see what happens there, okay? The point is this, obeying your parents honors them, and in the long run, it helps you live a more successful life than if you didn't. This is why God makes such a big deal over obeying your parents. He knows that doing that is going to get you further in life than if you just decided you knew better than they did and did your own thing the whole time. All right, so let's move on to the next age group. Not all of us are under 18 in here. There are some in here that are no longer in their parents' house and under their rules. You are a young adult, living life, making your own rules, and you are not sure how obeying your parents applies to you anymore because you did your time at home obeying your parents, right? Right? So as a young adult, you honor your father and mother by respecting them. Leviticus 19.3, and I'm just reading the first half of the verse. It says, each of you must respect his father and mother. And so the question that comes from that is, what does respecting them look like? So it's about looking at us, looking at our life, looking at who we've become, and seeing the good things that our parents have put into us to make us in to the people that we now are. Yes, I know our parents did things wrong, and that's where we tend to look, right? We tend to look at the things that our parents did wrong when we were young. They were too Christian. They were not Christian enough. They were too conservative. They were too liberal. They were too controlling. They were too free. They drank too much. They spanked too much. And on and on, we all do it. See, what respect does is instead of focusing on the negative things, on the things that they did wrong is we focus on the things that they did right. See, all parents have faults and weaknesses, but focusing there only leads down the road to bitterness, and bitterness can be a very destructive force in life. So in order to keep ourselves from bitterness and continue to walk the path of respecting our parents, we also need to forgive their faults. So let's talk about forgiveness for a minute. The first thing that we need to know about forgiveness is that forgiving someone is not saying that what they did is okay. Okay. All right? See, forgiveness, most of the time when we offer it, it's not for the other person, it's in fact for us. See, when we offer forgiveness, or when we don't offer forgiveness, when we don't let go of our grudges, it'll destroy us. Thanos in the movie Endgame says, I am inevitable. What he means by that is that there is no way that what he wanted to accomplish was not going to take place. I know that was terrible English. But whatever he, what he was trying to do, it was bound, it was destined to happen. There was no way to stop it. And here's the deal. If we hold on and harbor unforgiveness in our hearts, bitterness and grudges against our parents for the things that have happened and the things that they've done in our lives, it's only gonna lead down one path and that's gonna be a path to being a sad, angry adult. We need to be willing to forgive. And the, and the part of the reason why we need to be able to forgive our parents is because guess what? When you become a parent, when you become ha- or when you become a parent and you have your own kids, you're going to make mistakes too. And so if you're willing to offer forgiveness to your parents for the things that they've done, your kids will see that and they'll be, they'll be more than willing to offer forgiveness to you for the things that you did wrong in raising them then another way that you can honor your parents as a young adult is by listening to them. Proverbs 13.1 in the Message Bible says, Intelligent children listen to their parents. Foolish children do their own thing. Proverbs 23.22 says, Listen to your father's advice and don't despise your mother's experience. See, we all come to this age where we know everything, right? Right? 16, 17, 18, 21, we graduate from college and get a college degree, and all of a sudden, we are smarter than everyone else we know, and we know way more than our parents know. See, they are old, they grew up in a different time, they don't understand the decisions that we face. That's not true. That is simply not true, and I've got another, uh, a quote from another Avengers movie, and I I don't know, I'm just full uh, full of them this morning, Um, but Loki said in Infinity War, he said, experience is experience. See, life really doesn't change all that much from one generation to the next. Your parents have more experience with jobs and dealing with people and circumstances and situations when it comes to finances and all of those things than than we do as young adults. And so it's better for us to stop and listen to their advice, whether or not we've asked for it and we want to hear it. Because there is some wisdom in what they have to say can I say this? Even if your parents' life is a hot mess, they usually will look at their kids and say, you know what, but I want what's best for my kids. And they will usually give their kids some sound wisdom based upon the hot mess they got sitting right next to them. Because they want what's best for their kids. Everybody wants what's best for their kids. And so when our parents speak, even if you don't want their advice, and you don't have to follow their advice, if they say, you know, just listen to them, listen to what they have to say, because they might inadvertently drop some nuggets of wisdom into your lap that will help you in your future, in the decisions that you are facing. All right, now on to the one that most of us are probably in the category of, and that's how do we honor our parents when we ourselves are parents and have kids of our own? So the first thing that we need to do is appreciate them. How do we do that? Well, we need to appreciate the effort that they put in for us when we were kids. Parenting is difficult, time-consuming, and demanding. Anybody who has had kids knows this, And we need to understand that their life would have been so much easier if you hadn't been born. Okay, their life would have seriously been easier... If you hadn't been, because I think about it, and I think about my mom, and I think about when I was 15, and I think about the many boneheaded decisions I made when I was, my mom's hair is all gray, so is my dad's, even his beard, okay, and I'm convinced that about 50% of that was what I put them through when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, all the way up until I was 21, okay, I caused all kinds of trouble, and the best part was, they had no idea, I mean, they probably would have all had all their hair fall out if they would have known all the tr. actually actual stuff that I had done last summer we were sitting at home and we are sitting around my my sister's table and me and my my sister Jenny it's the next oldest one, we are just telling stories about some of the things that we did when we were teenagers and my mom after listening to these stories and not knowing them looked at us and said I feel so stupid and we're like why? She goes because I had no idea you guys were doing that stuff you know but anyways start off by appreciating the hard work they put in for us The second thing is appreciate their sacrifice. Parenting is expensive. You ready for this? Money Magazine in 2015 said the average cost to raise a child from birth to 18 is $233,610. That's a lot of money. I did the math. I didn't spend that much per child. I'm just going to let you know because I was like, holy cow, that's almost $4,000 a month because I have three kids. And I was like, well, I couldn't have because I wasn't even making $4,000 a month most of the time. All right, that's the average. Some spend more, some, some spend less. But the point remains, it costs a lot of money to raise a child. That means when their parents chose to have you, whether it was a surprise or not, And I always wonder about when people say, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm surprised. And I say to myself, do you know how babies are made? Um, Were you doing those things? Because if you were, it shouldn't come. Is that big of a surprise, right? Not intending is probably a better phrase than it was a surprise, okay? But when they had you, they made the choice to live without other things to spend their money on you. It was an unselfish decision to bring you into the world. Think of what they could have bought if they didn't have to spend that $233,000 on you. They could have gotten so much stuff, man, but instead they bought clothes and shoes and paid for sports and school and extracurricular activities and medical bills and cars and insurance and all of this stuff. The list could go on. I mean, think about it. When you were 20, you carried around a wallet that would have cash in it, right? Now, once you have kids, you carry around a wallet. There ain't no cash in there, but there's pictures of your kids, right? The kids took the place of the cash, but most parents were more than happy to make the sacrifice to replace the cash with the kids that they had. But here's the part that we've gotta realize. And those of you who've gotten, who have kids who've gotten older is, the older adults get, the less life appreciates them in the first place. See, they start to see their family and their friends pass away. They are no longer wanted in the marketplace. I mean, if an employer is given a choice between a 30-year-old and a 55-year-old with all this experience, they're more than likely gonna go with a 30-year-old. Why? They don't have to pay him as much. Okay, they're hungrier because at the beginning of their career, so they're out there trying to prove themselves. And so they're just concerned that the 55 year old is just going to kind of, I got them a coast into retirement, and the 30 year old has a long way to go, so there ain't no coasting yet. And so they're more than likely to hire the 30 year old versus the 55 year old. Our kids, when they grow up and have families of their own, start to get too busy for their parents. With work, kids, and fun, there's just no time left. And so appreciate your parents by calling them and just letting them know what's going on in your life and tell them thank you for the good things that they did for you and how they invested in your life. And then we can also honor our parents by providing for them. Here are a couple of verses that sum this whole thing up. 1 Timothy 5, 2-4 through four says this, "...treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family, and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God." And then 1 Timothy 5.8 says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. See, not every parent has a pension. Not every parent has a 401K or a 503B sitting there waiting for them when they retire. Some parents, and we, I talk to many parents who come through here on Mondays and getting food, and they're, they're living on Social Security where it's like $800 a month, and they have to pay everything on Social Security, and they've got family, they've got, they've got uh, you know sons and daughters who don't even, aren't even concerned about the condition and place where their parents are in, and you know what? If you're a believer... Yes, we need to be concerned about our parents and make sure that just like they took care of us for that 18 years before that we became an adult, we got to make sure that they're taken care of when they get to a place where they can no longer work and take care of themselves. Because ultimately what happens here is you're going to sow what you reap. And so if you reap saying, you know what, I don't got time for mom and dad and all of their foolishness, that's probably what you're going to reap when you get older. And so I'd be very careful with that attitude and that perspective. And it may not be money that they may need. They may need someone to cut the grass, clean the house, get the groceries. Just do what we can to honor them by appreciating them and providing for them. All right, so now we get a little bit serious. And I know this is awesome But it doesn't cover every Mother's Day situation. What do I mean by that? Some of you have had parents who have hurt you deeply. And God doesn't take parents who hurt children deeply very lightly. He tells us, Jesus tells us in one spot where There was somebody who was a stumbling block for little children coming to him and he said it would be better for that individual to have a rock tied around their neck and then thrown in the lake and drown than anything else. That's pretty intense. That's how God takes our treatment of our children. He takes it very seriously And so for those of you who have been in a very painful spot where your parents have maybe not been the best parents to you, maybe they've been abusive and it's been a crazy situation, maybe you were in and out of foster care as a child and and you're saying to yourself, man, I just don't know if I can honor my parents. Here's what God expects of you. First thing, he doesn't expect you to deny it, repress it, or excuse it. He doesn't want you to fake it, but he does want you to face it. See, there are people in this room that are carrying a heavy load because of the parenting that they had from their mothers and their fathers, and it's leading them to to being either A, very angry individuals that are hard to deal with, or B, you are doing something to medicate the pain that you have inside of you because of how your parents treated you. And so in order to get rid of this pain and this med- the things you're doing to medicate, you have to deal with the situation. Because when we fail to deal with the hurts that other people cause, and those hurts start to determine the actions that we take in our life, guess what? That person, even though you maybe haven't had contact with them for 10 or 15 years, is still controlling your life. Because your behaviors, your actions, your words, your everything is done because of what they did. Stop letting that person control your life. Get release from the anger. Get release from the pain. Get release from that control in our life. That means we need to go to them. Tell them the pain and the hurt that they've caused us. We need to go to them and tell them what has happened as a result of what they've done. That's how you can honor your parents, is by being honest with them, with what you face. Don't run from them, don't avoid them. And I know it's scary to think about, but it's the only way you're going to get free if you're in that situation, and that's the only way they're going to get healing in their life as well. The only way to honor the good they did is by bringing out the pain that you felt and still feel because of it. It's the only way you'll be able to forge a new relationship with them, one that brings honor to them. Now, I realize that for some of you, your parents may not even care, and if you are to show up at their house and tell them exactly how you feel and what they put you through, they may curse you out. doesn't matter. For your health, for your sanity, for, your, for whatever is going on inside of you, you need to get that out and release it by at least letting them know that this is what you've been through. There are others in here today that may have been completely abandoned by their parents. Your parents just dropped you off somewhere. You lived with a family. You don't know even where your mom and dad is to this day. Well, God says in Psalm 2710 that though your father and mother forsake you, the Lord will not forsake you. So you have a loving, heavenly father that wants to fill that void in your life, and he's given a church to help you with real life, skin on brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. And so if you're in that place where your parents have abandoned you and being here even on a Mother's Day causes some pain in your heart because of who your mom was or who your dad was, Get plugged in to a body of believers that can love you, that can care for you, that you can be your brothers and sisters and support you and lift you up and help you to have the family that will help you on the journey that you take in life. Then, the last place I want to go this morning, and this probably is the hardest one, is to those that should be mothers and fathers. But because of some reason, whether it was a miscarriage or an abortion, you are not parenting your child. If you're in that position, you may have thought about not even coming to church today because you didn't want to see the happy parents with their children because it only reminds you of the pain that you are feeling. Jesus has comfort for you. It doesn't matter how you lost the baby. He's there to give you love He's there to give you grace. He's there to give you mercy. He's there to wrap his arms around you and let you know that it's okay. And that as long as you continue to walk with him, one day you're gonna be reunited with this child in heaven. And so there's no shame in anything that happened, especially I feel for women who've been through, through an abortion. God loves you. He loves you so much. He doesn't hate you because of what you've done. He loves you. He wants to wrap his arms around you and be a comfort for you. Because that's who he is. He's a loving God who forgives our sins no matter what they are. And so there's comfort for you this morning. And with that, I just want to close in a word of prayer. Thank you for joining us on the FAM Church podcast. FAM Church is here to connect people to Christ. If you live in or are visiting the Lakeland, Florida area, we would love for you to join us on Sundays at 1030 a.m. You can also check us out online at myfamchurch.com. Thank you again and have an amazing day.